I'm going to talk about my desk setup. I got a bigger desk a few months ago and then have slowly been adding to it. I always say that these are going to be these podcasts are going to be the rough drafts of different things that I make like videos or blog posts. But then it turns out I don't make those things. So this is I wrote this out uh, a bunch of different notes for a video. I'm going to just go through them as a podcast. And actually, I was like pretty thorough with some of these notes. So we'll see how this goes. So the first thing with this desk setup, I wanted to frame this around Atomic Habits or like different book notes. So the first book would be Atomic Habits. And that's a book by James Clear. And yeah, my overall goal with the desk setup was to make it as easy as possible. The thing with the habit with habits is removing as much friction as possible. So the things that I wanted to remove friction from and make as easy as possible are three things. So I wrote down share work as I go, practice drawing, and then recording audio and video, which is one, I guess that's two things, but I'm going to count it as one thing. So sharing work as I go, this is that there's a few different phrases for this same concept, but it's showing your work or like document, don't create. That's what Gary Vee calls it. Then there's sharing your sawdust. There is also Austin Kleon has show your work. It And there's a bunch of different ways that people talk about this. But when you're creating something else, you just try to record the process and then try to share something from your process. So the piece of desk equipment that I have for this is I got another arm, not, not like a Bucky Winter Soldier arm, but uh, a desk arm for, I had one for my microphone, but I didn't have one for my camera. So I got one for my camera so that I can do overhead shots on the desk. I wish I had gotten this a long time ago. I've done different things and then convinced myself that that was going to be like enough, but now that I have this, it, well, we'll see. We'll see if I actually like do end up making more things with this, but right now it does feel like it'll be a huge improvement. I previously, so to do overhead shots, one thing I had was this, I guess it wasn't a, like, it was a phone mount. So I would just record with my phone. And I would say that there's actually like something to that, that that was probably when I was really actually like sharing my work uh, on the iPad and drawing things. And there's probably something there with friction. I, I was able to remove friction because I could just airdrop the video from my phone to the computer and then I would actually use it and share it. But it was always this hassle to set up this arm. It was one of those phone arms, desk mount things where it has that like snake head kind of thing uh, where you could twist it and then try to put it in place. And it would take a few minutes each time just to get it set up. And then I would record and then it just like got in the way. So it, I would always like detach it, reattach it. Just uh, that it was enough friction that I would not record all that often. So that was one thing. The second thing I tried was having a tripod that could do the overhead shot. It had an arm that would allow me to yeah like set it up uh with like a horizontal face down thing with a ball head and then that was a little hard to set up to try to get the feet out of the shot which wasn't that important but it, it was just like this other piece of equipment and then i'd have to like go find my camera go find the tripod not that these things take that long i mean we're in a one bedroom so it, it's but it was always this thing of just enough friction. That friction just adds up to not recording, not showing my work. So then, yeah, I finally, I got one of these arms. It's a 
blue it's not snowball whatever the blue the company's name is blue they do the blue snowball they do the different microphones but they also have a microphone arm so i got this one i like it looks pretty nice and then i attached a ball head so it's like whoever makes the gorilla pod the yeah they have like this ball head attachment then i had to buy like this this adapter that would allow that ball head to attach the arm and now i have a setup where i can do all of my camera stuff and i have the ipod ipad there below it so i can kind of just turn the camera on record and the camera that i didn't buy a new camera but i have a sony a6400 i use just the kit lens i have some other lenses but this one i just needed a little bit of zoom and i don't need I mean, really, like, a phone would work fine, too. So I also have a phone attachment for so that I can attach my phone to the arm if I I just want to do, like, a quick share thing. So that's the habit, like, removing friction from uh, recording video with this arm. And then I guess number two is work clean. So this is the... Oh, oh, I I should share. Let's see. So... Work Clean is this book, one of my favorite books. Me and Wally did a podcast on this, and the quote here that I have for Work Clean is, Often the chef will find a cutting board littered with food scraps and juices, dirty tools lying around, garbage everywhere. Messy station equals messy mind, chefs say. Clean station equals calm mind. In the kitchen, chefs train their cooks to wipe down their stations at the first sight of confusion or panic. I think I've talked about this in... I probably just like the digital sense of when I use Figma or like anything in the past, like Sketch, Photoshop, the importance of keeping things clean, keeping your layers named properly, and then keeping your files clean and organized, which I don't do that great of a job of, but I could do better. But this is uh, closer to, I guess, the, the kitchen metaphor or the kitchen. It's not a metaphor, just the kitchen station thing that the this looking at my desk as like this workstation which is a real phrase the just keeping this clean one thing was maybe kind of going the opposite way is i got a bigger desk a much bigger desk i actually could probably go smaller on this thing but one thing to remove friction again was that i would often have to move everything like it it was like somewhat this modular thing i would just have to shove everything if i was working on my laptop shove it aside so that i could set things up to record on my ipad and set the camera up and all that sort of thing now i kind of have two sides or at least like this dedicated side of the desk where i can where i have the ipad and camera set up and then i don't have to like reconfigure everything every time i want to switch tasks and that is really nice and that I have a fully standing desk, so that part is nice. Also, oh no, I'm, I'm realizing I might not be on the right mic. So let, let me switch this and just double check. Never mind, I was on the right mic. So back to this. I have this, yeah, it's a fully, the company's name is fully, and it's a standing desk, so it can stand and sit. I do just end up sitting like quite a bit. And it's this I think it's a 72 inch, so it's the the longest desk that they have. I really could have gone 60. I previously had I think a 42 something like that before we left New York. 42 40 something from IKEA, which was pretty good. And then I was think but it sometimes it didn't like I said I had to like shove everything aside. So 
a 72. I thought, like, oh, I'm going to go big this time. I really, like, sit in the middle and I can't reach stuff on either end. My my arms aren't... My wingspan longer than my... Or, like, is longer than I am tall, which I... But I'm not tall, so I still, like, can't really reach anything. So I can't, I can't touch, like, the corner of my desk. But... So th- that's not great. But the great thing is that, again, I can kind of, like, divide it into, like, two-thirds where I do work with my computer, my laptop, have the, the monitor... And then one third of the desk is kind of dedicated to iPad work and the camera. So if I want to record things there, then that's all set up for drawing and things like that. The downside of this, I would say, is that it's just more surface area. That similar to whatever that principle is of is it Pareto? No, 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 that's eighty twenty. So there's anyway, it's the the one where like work will expand to Parkinson's Parkinson's law that work will expand to the time that you allot to it. So if you have two weeks to do a project, you're going to take up to two weeks, and maybe some of that's procrastinating. But you're not going to finish it on day one, even though it takes like one day, even if it took one day. And similarly, the more surface area that I have available, I'm just going to put stuff on it. It's just things will get cluttered, so that's kind of the downside of having the huge desk. But... There's more place to shove stuff aside if I need to focus. So I also got this desk shelf, which is not... I, it's, I got it because I would say there's probably some other reason that I can say like it will help me be more modular and blah, blah, blah. But I got it because I saw a bunch of these Grove made ads. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool shelf. Uh, I want my desk to look cool in photos. So have that it also acts as a monitorizer and the reason i say i don't need the shelf is because i i could just i do have a monitor arm but one advantage that i've seen so far with having the shelf instead of the arm is that like the arm does look cleaner it's it's floating that sort of thing but now that i just have it sitting on its stand on the shelf because of this desk it does wobble the desk does wobble a little bit so that would kind of like multiply, I think, with the arm, and I have a pretty heavy monitor. It's the 32-inch Dell Ultra Wide. Just for whatever reason, that there would be a, a little bit of wobble, which is kind of a lot when you're, it's your monitor that's wobbling. So I've noticed a lot. Like it's not, it doesn't really wobble at all anymore. And I've said wobble a lot, so I think it's time to move on to the next topic. So, well, okay, big desk, nice. Uh, desk shelf, which which is kind of covers some of the clutter as well. That's a good thing. So the next quote that I have here is from Show Your Work. This is, I guess I kind of talked about that already, but I should share the quote from Show Your Work. This is by Austin Cleon. And if you have Audible, I think this sounds like a joke. <laughs> how I'm saying it sounds like sales mini, but this is the best deal on Audible, I would say, is Austin Kleon has a series of three books, and they're available as one book on Audible, one credit, and you get Steal Like an Artist, Show Your Work, and Keep Going, and these are great books just about creative work. You've probably seen them if you've gone to, like, anywhere that has, like, gifts, so I think of, like, Paper Source, and it's always one of those, like, motivational gifts that you would give to maybe someone who's graduating maybe graduating like from a design school or something like that but from show your work this is probably 
this is the one that I think is most popular, at least like watching different YouTube videos. A lot of people refer to this and this is a quote. He says, once a day after you've done your day's work, go back to your documentation and find one little piece of your process that you can share. Where you are in your process will determine what that piece is. If you're in the very early stages, share your influences and what's inspiring you. If you're in the middle of executing a project, write about your methods or share works in progress. If you've completed a project, show the final product, share scraps from the cutting room floor, or write about what you learned. That's the end of the quote. And this just goes back to getting my desk set up as much as possible in a way that I can record, just capture the process, even if it's videos of me like typing or like planning a podcast, something like that. That can be like potentially fun to something to something to post, something other people might be interested in. And I say this because I'm interested. I, I follow like a few different Instagram accounts, and all they ever post is pictures of them like programming. Like these people that they just it's just different pictures of their desk. They have cool looking desks. You'll always see those mechanical keyboards with like the orange escape key. I think it's Keychron. I don't have one of those. And yeah, I follow like a bunch of these. So yeah, like my, my search is just like, if if you go to my Instagram search, it's like desk setups. And I don't know if that's a healthy thing. It does lead to me buying all this stuff. But what I want to do is, yeah, just be able to share the process, especially like when I'm doing things on the iPad. I have, and then the, the other side of that is the kind of like the digital setup, which I'll keep separate from this episode. But yeah, just like recording, so doing I do a lot of screen recording, just to capture different things that I'm doing as I'm making different as I'm making things. So going through like these different setups, very early stages, share influences and what's inspiring you. So the the camera on the desk actually, along with the iPad, it makes it nice and easy to share physical books, and I can kind of like hit record, flip through a physical book, and then just talk about. A quote from it, something like that. I could probably pull, show your work, that sort of thing. And then I do also have the bookshelf to the right of the desk. Finally got like a proper bookshelf for the office area. Not This is in the bedroom, but just for the office area. And let's see. So yeah, just being able to share that early on. I probably do a lot more early stage stuff and I don't finish things. So there's a lot to share from there. Like, oh, this is this book I'm reading, this podcast I'm listening to, whatever it is. And also, yeah, like I can record me using a phone, something like that. Then in the middle of executing a project, something that I wanted to do, like as a recent example, I want to show how I use the Procreate radial menu. And it's one thing to like record the iPad screen and that can kind of, in, I would say 80-20, that works fine. But it does add a little bit to actually see my hand moving across, like have video of me working with it in you know physical space. And another thing, just a, a side note, very excited for the iPad announcements, uh, which are rumored, but it seems like pretty confirmed. As far as like a rumor can be confirmed that on Tuesday, there's going to be new iPad Pros announced. So excited to see that. I'll definitely pick one up. And I'm going to go for uh, the bigger one this time. So it's always grass is always greener every single year. I convince myself I need the bigger one one year. I need the the smaller one. And then it's just a lot of switching back and forth. And then I talk to my brother to like trade when I feel like, yeah, like I, I had to do that the, the other time where, yeah, we just did a one for one trade. I gave him the bigger one. And this time I'm going to go for the bigger one from the start because 
I can see it already. I don't take the iPad out as much, of course, because of pandemic. I'll get the big one. Then once things start opening up again, working from cafes, then I'm going to think, oh, I need the smaller one. And then I'll just feel like uh, I need that thing. But looking forward to the big one. Kind of getting sidetracked as far as the technology goes. So number two, if you're, I said this, in the middle of executing a project, write about my methods. I just talked about that. Number three, if you've completed a project, show the final product, share scraps from the cutting room floor, or write about what you learned. This I guess helps with probably the the first two stages. I would say for the final product that most of that is trying to remove friction from actually getting videos off of the camera to my computer. And what I did today, I was I was really thinking about like, oh wow, why is that so much friction? Blah blah blah. What I have incoming, I ordered something that will allow me to. And this is pretty popular now to use like your mirrorless or your SLR camera as a webcam for Zoom with better quality. I definitely don't want to do that because I just don't really do like on-camera talking to the camera stuff. Maybe someday, maybe someday, but not not today. And But the nice thing about that, if I can get that set up with my camera, then I'll be able to record directly uh, to my computer, to, to the laptop. Instead of having to do like the SD card transfer to my computer, which is really like just enough friction to lead to me not do, not doing anything with these videos. So if I can do that and then it's right into ScreenFlow, I can have that set up. But I did also today for the SD card stuff, I taped my SSD to my card reader with some gaffer tape so that Anytime there's always like some friction again, I plug the SD card in, then I realize that my laptop doesn't have enough hard drive space. Now I need to go find the SSD, the external hard drive to move stuff. And then it's just like a lot of this moving and blah, blah, blah. Now the card reader is taped to the hard drive. So I will never use one without the other. I'll always be able to, I, I, I won't have to like find, find two things and finding one large thing is much easier than finding two separate small things. So there's that. And it will just hopefully remove the friction and I will start making more videos. We'll see. I guess that's like 20 minutes about me talking about my desk. That might, That's probably enough if you've listened to this so far. Thanks for listening. One other thing that I would recommend, I just bought, if you happen to make videos, I just bought this Captain Sinbad course. He does... It's very inspiring to me right now is he does this, his channel, he does two videos a week. Great course, by the way. So it's only 15 bucks and it's about like one hour video. But yeah, he does two videos a week. One of them is like a comedy sketch about three minutes. And then the other one is usually like seven to 10 minutes. And it's just about like motivation, mindset, self-development. And it is really motivational because he's... He's done this and built the channel, I think, part-time and uh, in his full-time 9-to-5, he works in software. He's a software consultant. So that really resonates with me, and then his videos are, are good. They're funny. They're, he'll do a lot of like things relating to movies. I think he is, a, he is an actor or at some point wanted to be like an actor in the traditional, like not YouTube, but in Hollywood. And yeah, it's just like the production quality is really good. This course is really good. I think it's a nice overview of 
different yeah just a nice overview of how to like grow a channel and the thing that just like the main takeaway from that was make 100 videos in one year and that's what not necessarily what i'm going to try to do but to try to actually finish things build up that consistency schedule things out and just get the reps in get the reps in getting the reps in that's i sound like john cena or something right now but really just practicing finishing again it's been a few years since i was really consistent in making all these different things and i want to get back to that so thanks for listening and i think the announcements were a few days ago from i'm I'm probably going to schedule this out like one week and my goal actually is to try to record a podcast every few days and then just schedule them out by week so we'll see how that goes i don't know thanks for listening for the third time